winning solves everything, doesn't it? It's nice to get a win. Something the Phoenix Suns have struggled with thus far this season. And with a win tonight in Houston, on the road, the Phoenix Suns are back to a 500 team. It was much needed. It was much needed. The holiday season's a weird time of year. Everybody's sitting around. Uh, a lot of people aren't at work. I know because I drive to work still, and there's no one on the fucking freeway. It's great. But everyone's sitting around, and they're mulling, and they're stewing, and they're seeing the Phoenix Suns lose three consecutive games, and we're all lost. But Matthew, you go to Houston, you win a game. Everything's right in the world, right? Or yeah. It? Yeah, it's good right now. This is awesome. Um, feel much better, right? Winning cures all. I love this team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, You're the best good, team man. ever, man. <laughs> yeah, championship. Here we come. I'm back on board. I never doubted them for a second. No, it, you know, so so here's what's interesting about what's what's been going down. You know, one, thank you to everybody who's joining the Suns Jam Session podcast. Uh, for those of you who are listening at a later time or watching a later time, we appreciate it. For those of you who are hanging out with us live, truly appreciate it because we took a little bit longer to go live tonight. We were at a family dinner tonight at Hula's, but Desert Ridge, delicious restaurant. What did you order, Matthew? It was a spicy chicken bowl, I believe. Some Delicious. of the name, but it was just that spicy chicken bowl. It's good. Delicious. And I had like some sliders and I was a bad call. I'm like, <laughs> they showed up and I was like, what are you, you sure? Is that yours or the kids? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, so, but thank you to everybody who's, who's joined us a little bit later uh, and, and watching, but it's interesting, right? What's interesting about this time of year is with everybody off and everybody mulling over what's happening with the suns. It's a lot of the negativity and, I, I don't know if I would say that I'm negative about the Suns. I like to always say that I'm real about the Suns. And the challenge that we've had is there's a lot of realism that is negative at this time. But it's short-lived. And one of the things that's been unbelievably frustrating over the past couple of days is seeing the people who uh, doubted the Suns early in the season just take victory laps in social media. See, I told you so. A bunch of see, I told you so's out there. They won't be saying anything tonight. You know, I mean, they'll find something wrong. Everybody always does. Yeah. But like, it's just a weird psychological game that these people play that, you know, the, the negative people want everybody else to be negative with them. And then when you finally are like, yeah, man, I don't know, man. Like, like we talked about in the last podcast, like, should Frank Vogel, should he be on the hot seat? How long is the leash that is that Frank Vogel's on? It was like, see, I said that two weeks into the season, they should fire the coach. I'm like. Do you, like, do you hear yourself? Like, it's yeah. yeah I I think we were close to that. I think it's just because the way they played, everyone knew something was up, right? Everything. Oh, where's coach? Justin knows that coach is the most negative guy on Twitter. Yeah, so. he is. Yeah, he's, I guess so. The guy's never happy. Yeah, I guarantee I you if you go to his Twitter feed right now, he's like, yeah, but like Devin Booker turned the ball over like six times. So I can't be happy. Yeah, but it's one of those things where I get the doubters in the beginning of the season. Still, you know, they they show up and they're like, look at. You're right. I was right about the whole thing, right? The whole trade, all that. Us, like I said earlier at dinner, I was like, it's a sensitive situation when it's you trading away your whole future for a guy and you you were watching the Suns the last three games. It was worrisome. It was, all right? We, we voiced our frustration. The team heard it. Kevin Durant heard it, and they responded. So mm -hmm. that's the key. There you go. And yeah, it, it's 
it's going to be analyzed. We talked about it at the beginning of the season. Two things are going to be overanalyzed this season. One's the Kevin Durant trade. Because last season, we got eight regular season games with Kevin Durant. As he came over injured, then got injured again. And the DeAndre Ayton trade. Those are going to be the two things that are going to sink or swim our season. And we try our best to come and approach what's a, what's occurring from a place of positivity, but at the same time of realism, right? You have to uh, uh, talk about what's real, you know, and real isn't always positive. Real is critical because we care. And that's the other side of it that I don't, that, that frustrates me about the whole social media thing, right? Like I might be critical of the Phoenix Suns at time. It's because I care because I want them to succeed. I'm not actively rooting against them. Whereas a lot of the see, I told you so people it's they're They're constantly negative and it, it appears that they're constantly either rooting against the Phoenix Suns or uh, miserable themselves. And they need to project that upon other people. And that's, I mean, that's what social media is. It's just a cesspool for that. So uh, I don't know why I'm opening the podcast with that. Uh, <laughs> Wait, yeah. And just really quick too, Maya V, Matthew, listen, you are a liar. You know, what? I probably do lie about a lot of stuff on the pod because <laughs> I don't remember the last pod. All right. <laughs> last pod was insane. I had a, a little bit of eggnog, a little bit of brandy with it. And uh, the sun's tore my heart out. And yeah, on Christmas, that's what no less. Yes, exactly. So, Whatever was said last time, maybe I'm condescending a little bit. Who cares? You know, sun's one, and let's just uh, kiss up and make make up. You know, well, let's just, just be happy. And, and yeah, again, no, we don't have to. Yeah, we don't have to. Let's let, let's just be happy, and yeah, we don't have to kiss or make up or put on makeup. Uh, but again, it's uh, it's okay. It's going to be okay. Win, lose, or draw. It's just basketball. Win, lose, or draw. It's just <laughs> it's just social media. It's not real. It's not real life. Uh, it's a projection of people's real lives, and some of them I wouldn't hang out with you. But that being said, the Phoenix Suns did win tonight, and we're going to talk about that and much, much more on this edition of the Suns Jam Session Podcast. So remember, subscribe, rate, review, hit the thumbs up button, and if you go to phoenixfits.net using Fs instead of PHs and insert the promo code SUNSJAM10, you can get 10% off cool Phoenix fits like I'm showing on the screen right now. If you're listening, just imagine really cool Suns gear. Okay? Sounds good. Pop them if you got them, Suns fans. Let's talk about this game. Suns win in Houston, winning 129 to 113. And this isn't a, a bad Houston team. This is a Houston team that entered 15 and 13 and 12 and 3 at home, uh, winning by 16 points. And thank you to Biscuits and the Bear. It's good to have you back in the chat, donating $16 and saying, I hope you both had a great Christmas. I didn't. I watched the Suns that day, but I do appreciate the sentiment. And I do appreciate the $16. Uh, but playing in Houston brings me to my first question. Oi, Matty. Mate, I've got to ask. Matthew, I got to ask, and, and there's a couple different ways I could go, I could go with this one because it could lead to segments about specific players. And I want to talk specifically about those players and give them their due diligence with their drops and whatnot. So I'll, I'll start with this question. Matty, how was it like seeing uh, Aaron Holiday and Jock Landell come off the bench for the Houston Rockets in this game? 
remember those old sons that no one wanted to ever get rid of? There you yeah. are. Yeah. Uh, how much is Jock making? Is it fifty million dollars right now? Something close to that. Thirty something, isn't it? It's three years, fifteen. So yeah, man, I don't know. Somebody in the chat will tell us. I'm sure the Aussie Suns fan podcast who's watching along live uh, will let us know. Yeah, um, Aaron Holiday, you know, coming off the bench, and I heard John Bloom on the way home tonight. Yeah, that's how I mostly listen or watch the game. I know we we're at the bar. And we did it our best. I think the TV was at another bar, so we had to watch it across yes. the street, basically. <laughs> but um, you know, those yeah, two kind we're of sit, we're sitting there, and it's like uh, my stepdaughter and her boyfriend are sitting right there, and right over their head at Modern Margarita. Yeah, so it's Martin. like I'm not looking at you. I'm looking. Like, I'm not at looking TV, at. I'm looking over right? you, watching the Suns game yeah. from afar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of an awkward situation. Thirty-two million, and I believe it's over four, or it's four million a year. 32 for four, I think is what it is. I think it's 8 million okay. a year, something like that. A lot that. of money. Um, yeah, it's good yes. seeing those guys, but I'm very happy with what we have. And that was always the one question really coming into the season is like the death and all that. But we know who we have coming off the bench. And Udoka a liar. did a fantastic job. Who's a liar? Am I a liar again? No, I'm just saying, I, I was going to, anytime you say anything, I'm just going to agree with uh, Maya in the <laughs> chat earlier. You liar, Lissy. I was upset, dude. Lissy, you are a liar. I'll have to go back. I'm going to go back and watch last pod. Then I'll go back and release some TikToks of me talking about I the base pod and me lying. everything that I do on the truths that Lissy. Because there was one guy on social media who was like, he's like, dude, just look at your timeline, bro. Because essentially somebody said like the Suns are the worst. This is the sloppiest basketball. This was like two months ago or a month and a half ago. Mm -hmm. Said the Suns have the sloppiest basketball. I've seen in 30 years. And I said, dude, that's such a dumb take. Like, get a new fan base. And then he's one of the ones who's taking a victory lap. He's like, well, so, see, Darth Void has said uh, I, I was wrong for saying that, but I was mm -hmm. right. And I'm like, and then somebody else is like, yeah, dude. Uh, I was like, okay, buddy. Like, I did not. That's not what my, my intent was. It's more of like you You said that this is sloppy basketball you see from the Suns in 30 years. Like, do you not remember the Suns like six years ago? They were fucking horrible. And other people are like, dude, check your timeline, bro. I'm like, dude. I'm like, no, my timeline never says anything like that. He's like, dude, check your timeline. Like, dude, go ahead. Like, people study my timeline and listen to Matthew Lissy uh, as as truthers. Like, whatever Matthew says is the truth. Yeah. Man. I mean, you you better take it um, with a grain of salt. Just a little bit. You, you can't listen to me and really just be like, Maya no says what? I'm she went back and watched this. it for you. So Okay, I appreciate it. So um, we're good there. But I did miss tonight is um, – Dylan Brooks, man, that's my he boy. Play, I yeah. thought he, you know what? Maybe this is a different game of Dylan Brooks. Hey, I love Dylan Brooks, and I think uh, oh, you're so that was the one addition I kind of wanted the Suns to go after. Um, he's a game changer there. So maybe that's why the Suns get the win tonight, and none of, none, nothing else really matters, right? Nothing matters. That. Nothing matters uh, except Dylan Brooks' fucking face not being out there tonight. But we did have the return. Of Yusuf Nurkic. Nurkalicious definition make them boys go crazy. Oh. So Nurk returned uh RIP to his uncle. You know, his uncle passed away, and that's why he missed a pass uh, a past uh a uh, couple games. And you know, I, I, unlike what Matthew said, because it clearly he was lying, um, that he was probably mad at Kevin Durant, that's why he missed the last two games. He only played 14 minutes tonight, had eight points, had 10 <laughs> rebounds in those 14 minutes. Uh, and it was just good having him back, though, wasn't it, Matthew? It was good having Nurk back, a stabilizing force in the middle. We saw what happened with him out when Drew Eubanks was getting starts, and I love, you know, one, I'll, I'll, I'll ask you kind of a two-parter, my friend. One, is it nice having Nurk back? And two, is it clear that the adjustment has been made after Nurk was gone to, like, yo, Eubanks sit down, Yudoka's got the backup minutes for a while. 
Yeah, yeah, I think that's the thing that's going to stick around. Even watching Udoka tonight, he was very much more around the rim, and he held himself more accountable around the rim. He was basically a little bit more athletic-looking than Eubanks, um, so he did everything you want a backup center to do. Um, what Nurk brings to this team is definitely connection. I know I said some things last pod about maybe he's sick of this team and stuff, and you know what? Because he got yelled at a lot, and he was held accountable a lot early in the season because this basically, basically a lot of the times this offense is going to run through him, so he has to be ready and prepared. Having him back out there, I was like, dude, did he lose some weight? He looked pretty good tonight, man. I don't know if you noticed, like his jawline is a little bit more strapped, but he was uh, definitely someone that we needed back on this roster. I know after such a crazy last week, um, and especially Christmas Day, just that loss, it was kind of overlooked, right, with him being gone, just the way the team was playing. Because yeah. you had the guy, Nurk, that played hard every game. That's why we love him. That's why I don't look at his stat line. I don't care. You know, there's no comparison between him and Aiden, I don't think at all. And it's the best part about him is just the way he plays the effort. If he puts up two points, I don't care. But tonight, his stat line didn't look too bad in the 14 minutes he did play. Yeah. It was and he was, he was quite the stud, dude. Yeah, and again – you know what you have with Nurkic, and I've talked about this all season. And I'll continue to say it because he will have bad games and he will get smoked in fourth quarters and he will be picked on on fourth quarters. And that's where Frank Vogel and his coaching staff is going to have to put together solid defensive schemes to either hide him or pull him out and, and say, you know what? It's the fourth quarter. There's five minutes left and the opposing team is just going to run high isolations or high pick and rolls and pull him out to isolate him and then blow past him. It's going to happen. But what you get in the moments, the moments leading up to that is somebody who, as you mentioned, Matthew, gives a shit and is engaged and plays with heart and effort at that position. And that has been consistent all season long. You cannot say that that hasn't been consistent. The production hasn't always been there. The effort always has. Does he make stupid fouls here and there? Absolutely. Does he uh, miss some free throws at times? Absolutely. Does he take some untimely three-point shots at times? Absolutely. But getting him back into this lineup, you definitely felt a stabilizing force that he brought. And I felt that's very valuable. Now, the second part of that is with Drew Eubanks and Yadoka Azabuki. And Salty's Gaming said a little bit earlier, we need a, uh, a drop for Yadoka Azabuki. And I was saying something at Hula's tonight. And I was like, oh, that could be his drop. And I forget what the fuck I was saying. What was I saying every time he had the ball? Who were you talking? I don't remember you saying that. Uh, something I was like, you doka or Az -az -az I don't know. I was just saying something. Bookie, bookie, bookie. Um, I don't know. I was saying something. And I was just like, that could be <laughs> Keep a drop. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah, I'll get something. Good. I'll get something. <laughs> bookie, bookie, bookie. Bookie, bookie, bookie. Yeah. Az bookie, bookie, bookie. Uh, just snip that, make that into a drop, and we're good. Um, but the difference between Eubanks and Azabuki, and we were noticing this sitting 45 feet away from a TV with no sound, and you and I were just sitting there. You know, the, the family's there. They're talking about their dogs and lives, and we're like, dude, fucking Azabuki's out playing Eubanks right now. Am I right? How's that chicken bowl? Because I got fucking shitty little sliders over here, man. Can I have some of your chicken bowl? Um, what do you see that's, that makes Azubuki, at least at this point, again, we know how this goes. There's peaks and valleys, right? Like Drew Eubanks could put together about two or three solid games, and all of a sudden we're back on that, that Spewbanks, uh, the big crank, if you will. But with Azubuki, what are you seeing from a basketball standpoint that's a difference? And while Azubuki is outplaying Eubanks at this point. Yeah, so right now when I'm watching the dude, he brings the energy. I think like what we had in the last two games with him, uh, two games ago, uh, he brought out this energy and this focus to really get the team back in the game. 
the Suns were like down by like 19 or 20 points and he still really wants to win, right? He has that yeah. good energy the Suns need to come off the bench. I think he's more athletic. There's a few plays tonight where it was thrown up to him around the rim. He had that huge dunk. Um, I forget who was over and it was a poster for sure. He had that one, but the, the play before or a few plays before there's just this little throw up to him, little alley-oop. He can go get those. Like, I know we always say Eubanks is athletic, but this guy, he's bigger, but I feel like he's more athletic than Eubanks and he can, he has good hands too around the rim, but I really think it's just the focus of his energy that we really get from it. Um, this team finally kind of fed off of it in the right way. I think if you start to play him more in the beginning of the games, that's awesome. He'll be the first guy to come off the bench and it's a perfect guy to throw off the bench, man. Um, it's just crazy to have this guy. We never knew what we had in him, Right. And then now of course he gets a chance because of Nurkic being out. Like Precisely. And basically, you know, Eubanks just not fulfilling his role as a backup center. Luckily we got somebody. Cause that was always a big need for this fan base. They're like, we need that backup center. I thought Eubanks had a chance to be a starting center for this team. If we wanted to put Nurk in a trade or something like that, not going to happen. Right. We were blessed to find this treasure off the bench. And it's not something where it's like, Oh, it's just a blip. I don't think so. I think against this Houston Rockets team, I was like, we'll see if he can go off if he gets another chance. And he did, man. I think the more opportunity he has, the better he's going to get. And he already came out already with the Suns, just really showing like, Hey, it was a mistake. Not playing me. In the first 20, well, he, I think he had like eight minutes combined or something like that. Mm-hmm. But you didn't play me for like the first 20 games. I know you liked Eubanks, but as soon as Eubanks started to fall off, it would have been nicer to go quicker to him. But now that we see him, I'm just glad he's actually playing. Well, I'm glad that Frank Vogel is playing him and he's made that adjustment because he put forth some quality effort the two games that Nurk was gone coming off the bench while Eubanks was playing. And when Nurk comes back, you would think that, boom, Eubanks is going to slot back into his backup big role, and we're going to go ahead and we're just going to sit Azabuki. But what Yudoka did in, in those minutes that he was providing the last couple of games is, like you said, he provided uh, some energy, but he provided a big body down low who could rebound the fuck out of the ball and negate opposing rebounds, and that's the key. And so what... Vogel did in this game is he played with some rotations. I mean, we saw some Saban Lee. We saw plenty of Yudoka. You take a look at the stat line for him. Wasn't overly impressive. 19 minutes. He had 11 points. He only had five rebounds. And it was, but he was five of seven from the field and had a couple blocks. He also had four personal fouls. Uh, but a plus 15 coming off the bench. That's what you need. Is you need somebody who can come out there and be a stabilizer in those secondary lineups. Whereas Drew Eubanks has had challenges, especially on the defensive end. And hasn't been a great rebounder for the Suns. Has he had some highlight dunks? Absolutely. He's been put in positions and due to his athleticism has been able to do those dunks. But as Metal Mike says in the chat, he wants those rebounds. Azabuki wants those rebounds. And he has that knack to go get them. And that is huge because those are possession stoppers for the opposing team. How frustrating has it been when Eubanks has been out there and the Suns all of a sudden can't get an offensive board? And so is he more athletic? I wouldn't say he's more athletic than Drew Eubanks, but he definitely knows how to use his body better to box yep. out. And to and he's a big motherfucker, man. Perfectly he, said, man. He is yeah. a big motherfucker. And he pushes people out of their spot and he goes and he grabs those boards and that's huge for this team. So... It's been something over the past couple games that we've seen quality minutes. It was great to see 
Frank Vogel, who we've mentioned has been on the hot seat, make that proper adjustment because that's what really helped this team. Those shoulder periods when Nurk was out and they were trying and they played a little small ball five, but when Nurk was out, you had somebody who could come in and just keep up the rebounding and also was finishing at the basket and was posterizing Shangun and whatnot. So quality minutes from him. Uh, I do like the fact that, like I said, Saban Lee got some run. 12 minutes was played by him. He was five of five from the free throw line because he was forcing the issue, ended with, with nine points and a couple of rebounds, uh, one assist. But it's just good getting some of these. And those are the, both of our two-way contract guys. But if they're competing and they're not looking as lost at, on defense, you keep those guys in because you know they, they make winning plays, right? Yeah, and you, they started peeking their heads out a little bit ago, you know, during this losing streak. And you're just kind of like, yeah, well, the, the one plus is Saban Lee looked decent, right? Azubuke two or three games ago look great it's it's one of those things where it's like you're losing and you just don't notice that you're like that's ah, not going to keep up really right when the suns start to win and it's just it makes me think maybe vogel you know the way he is with his rotations where he does spend like 10 games to really figure out if these guys make any sense yeah now you're seeing like that 10 game spurt with azubuke and also Saban lee to where i feel like they're going to get consistent minutes right i've always liked Saban lee um he was really reckless in the preseason right yeah. towards the end which is terrible and uh now he just seems to kind of try they're trying to make him just that defensive player a little bit and you know that's what he is he's a physical dude and i hope there's a little bit more to him and hopefully he has more games to play and it's it's nice because you know you won this game and it looks like a blowout but it's one of those games where it's like you kind of got to play i mean kevin durant played 41 minutes you still got to keep the rockets out of any kind of like arm's length of grabbing the lead back. So these are valuable, valuable minutes that Saban Lee and Azubuke did play. So it's yeah. just, just, it doesn't, it's just, it's, 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 it's just, it's just, <laughs> it's just, who the heck are you? I'm Kevin Durant. You know who I am. Y'all know who I am. Did anybody see a sniper? Did anybody see anything? I'm one of the best players to ever played a game. Kevin Durant goes for 27 points. 10 rebounds, 16 assists tonight. 9 of 16 from the floor. He had as many assists as he had field goal attempts. His first triple-double as a member of the Phoenix Suns, his 18th overall in his career. And obviously, the narrative over the past couple days is Kevin Durant wants out of Phoenix. Right? That's how it's been interpreted. We talked about it a little bit on the last podcast, and since it's interesting, I was telling you this at dinner. I was on a, a director call with all the directors in the region, and obviously they know that I'm a Suns fan, and popped on the call probably about five to six minutes earlier than normal, and a few guys were in there. One of the guys was like, hey, Kevin Durant wants out of Phoenix, huh? I was like, really? What makes you think that? He goes, well, that's what they're saying all over the news. And, you know, I, I, I dropped the truth bomb on him. I'm like, well, if you guys are going to talk sons, I'm going to talk sons like I'm on the podcast. I'm like, no, he doesn't want out. He's frustrated. That's all that Woj said was he, you know, people within, you know, close to Phoenix say that Kevin Durant is frustrated. People took that frustration as he doesn't want to be here. He's disengaged. And we talk about it a little bit on the last pod, how there were plays at the back end of the last game where his hustle wasn't there. Right. That he was, you know, I wouldn't say dogging it, but he was just kind of, you know, frustrated and it was apparent on the court, but everyone took, took those words and those reports and said, Oh, well, Katie wants out of Phoenix. It's like, no, 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 no. You're taking fact and you're putting assumption into it. And when assumption happens, it makes an ass out of you and me. 
So he clearly didn't look like he was frustrated tonight. Doesn't look like somebody wants to get off the team or not want to be here. Setting up his team, trying to do what he can to make his teammates better. Obviously made apparent by the 16 assists. The way he was finding Chemetsi Metu and Azabuke and everybody on the floor. Uh, it, it's a reminder that when you hear these reports, try to listen to the facts. Try not to go, okay, uh, I, I guess he wants out of Phoenix. You know, for those of you who are avid readers of Bright Side of the Sun, I had a piece out there yesterday said, should the Suns be concerned that uh, Kevin Durant is frustrated? And my response in that piece was, no, he should be frustrated. We're all frustrated. What, he's not a human? I'd be, I'd be pissed off if he wasn't frustrated. So, yeah, we shouldn't be upset that he was frustrated. And he showed tonight that why, why he is still engaged. And like uh, James Fuentes says in the chat, he shot those rumors down himself on IG. And he said kind of the same thing uh, that I had already stated in my article for brightsideofthesun.com. It's like, dude, you, you guys take one word and you twist it six different ways to fit a narrative. And just a, it's ridiculous. So, yeah, and Metal Mike's right. ESPN was just trying to boost ratings for Christmas. And guess what? They got him. So Kevin Durant tonight, Matthew, thoughts? Yeah, so going back to the last game, um, there's a lot of worry after that. And I think when when Woj does speak about any kind of situation, I know Kevin Durant just says, you listen to Woj and you believe that, right? But then when you listen to my teammates, to the fans, he says this, you don't believe him when I say when they say I'm a good teammate and stuff like that. Yeah. The only reason we listen to Woj is because when stuff like this happens, and this was we didn't want this to happen in Phoenix. We wanted Katie to come here, and I I thought he had like a new life in him, some good energy here. Because he wasn't going to be the old KD where he would leak stuff, try to get out of situations. And that's what scared us. That was a sensitive part of this whole thing is you don't want to give up what you gave up for a guy in Kevin Durant who can change your franchise, of course. But then also there's those things, those leaks that come out and then he might want to leave. He might be upset with our depth and stuff. So that frustrated me because if that was true and I kind of believe like maybe it's true. I was just, I was upset because the whole depth thing, I'm like, the Suns have a great roster right now. Mm -hmm. And the way they're losing these teams during the regular season, I don't care if Beal's out. They have the roster to win those games. That's the frustrating part. Yeah, Everyone saw that game Christmas night. Everyone saw it. I listened to Rosillo. So the same exact stuff that we said. It was bad. When you start hearing those thoughts or hearing those things leak, your mind starts to wander. And that's what we don't want to do. We want to stay focused on the court like KD likes it. KD, just like he said tonight earlier, he just he likes ball. He doesn't want to deal with the fans or the mm -hmm. blog boys. He just likes ball. That's us too. We just do. And we can see it on the court when it doesn't look right. I think it helped that we did voice our opinion and we got it out there. And we said we were upset. We don't want these, these things to happen. Booker running to the locker room on the opposite side, followed by Ishbia. Those are big things. So whatever was said, whatever was talked about between then and now, it worked. It definitely worked because this team, the energy out there, totally different. Everyone was moving yes. the whole game. Yes. They're, they're moving the whole game. Even like that was a broken the plays. Adjustment. Yes. Broken plays. They kept moving the ball. They kept cutting. They weren't doing that. So when that happens, we're going to worry. And I'm going to say, oh, we made a mistake getting Kevin Durant here. We made a mistake. Here it goes. We're we're never going to recover from this because that's the way it is to be a Suns fan. So please excuse my dear. Maya B says, Lissy, whenever you talk about KED, I'm going to need you to say, all I know is that man is elite. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, is that Maya B? Oh, that's the, Maya B? Yes. That's Maya B? Okay. Yeah, yeah I will. The. The oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, again, and that's the challenge. And I hope that people understand that is, you know, we were talking about it. Kevin Durant doesn't like the media. 
Kevin Durant doesn't like uh, anybody except the people on his team. That's just who he is. And he gets grumpy really quick. We've seen on social media. That's that's who he is. He gets grumpy really quick when you question anything about, but he's like, because he's like, you just don't know. You just don't know. You, you can't know. Look at you. You're six feet tall and you're 200 something pounds. You, there's no way that you know how to play basketball, my friend. Uh, and it was nice to see all that shut up tonight, at least for tonight. All those people who are making laps. How many people? I mean, again, I, I posted that piece, you know, and, and, and I said it out there. I, I said it last podcast. I'm like, it looked like there's he has zero fucks given right now. And that's what he looked like at the back end of the last game. And everyone, never should have traded McHale, man. Never should have traded McHale. All the people who were anti or pro McHale, anti the KD trade, man, they've just been circling, circling. They're probably very quiet out there on social media tonight. Yeah. And that after was after his too. first triple double as a Phoenix Sun, 16 assists. This wasn't a 27, 10, and 10. This is a 27, 16, and 10, dude. Uh, let's see. AJW says, first NBA player in history, over 35 with 25, 16, and 10. Boom. Knowledge drop by AGW right there. Crickets, says Maya B, and I agree with that. I agree with that. But we all know the real reason why the Phoenix Suns won this game. Big Dick Booker. The Suns didn't win this game because Devin Booker played 36 minutes. They didn't win this game because he was 9 of 19 from the field and scored 20 points. They didn't win this game because he was only one of six from beyond the arc, had four rebounds, had seven assists, two steals, and four turnovers. No, Matthew, they won this game because Devin Booker retired the fucking headband. Yeah, you are correct, man. Um, someone did ask in the chat, too, what is the Suns' winning percentage with that headband? I, I don't think they won one I would one love game. to see that. I would love to see Have that. Have they? Well, they have because he's been well, I mean, worn every year. game this yeah. season. Well, it was later in the season, it wasn't every game, right? It wasn't it like no, a week or two ago he started? He's been wearing the he's been wearing the headband the entire season. Really? It's the How first game he hasn't worn it. You know me. I noticed headbands and shoes. So he's like, This has to go. We gotta switch things up. And that was that was the deal. It was just the headband, and you called it. You definitely did. Well, it's so funny because like literally the last podcast. I sat there and I talked about Devin Booker and I brought up all these points. I go, but Matthew, it's got to be the headband, right? And then he takes it off and boom, he they are the Suns are one and zero without the fucking headband. Keep that headband off, Book. Don't need it. Don't need it. Not a great game again by, by Book. You know, thirty six minutes, only twenty points, one of six from the field. His shooting has definitely faltered. And again, we've talked about it numerous times that the fact that he is still trying to learn how to be that point guard and in the process it is hurting him because he was one of the best off ball two guards in the league and now as a primary playmaker it's affecting his shooting ability but he's still passing the ball uh, and setting up his teammates so not the greatest game from Devin Booker but still uh we all know that it's it's got to be the headband any, yeah, other any other thoughts on the headband? Yeah, it's just the fact that RJ Monroe says, yes, all season he's had it. So yeah. I'm sitting here and I'm just, what am I doing? Like, how do I not know he's wearing a headband the whole season? I have no idea, dude. Like, what are you watching? <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Tasted like a slider from Hula's. From Indiana University, number 23, Air Gordon. 
So this was the biggest adjustment of the game, in my opinion. Okay, the past few games, Gordon's been coming off the bench. It's been Metu starting alongside, you know, Booker and Durant. Obviously, Nurk is back. Entering tonight's game, the Phoenix Suns, their their best lineup, their best five-man lineup, a plus 63 on the season. A lineup that shot 51.7% from beyond the arc in 110 minutes played. The lineup that scored the most collective points together as a unit, 288 points, was Kevin Durant, Eric Gordon, Devin Booker, Grayson Allen, and Yusuf Nurkic. Even with everybody being healthy of that five over the past, I'd say, seven games, we haven't seen that starting lineup. It's been Metu, and then it's been Nakogi, and they, you know they're, they're, they're trying things. Vogel's been trying things, and he finally just shut up and did it. He finds like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to go with the lineup. That's the best starting five that we have. And let's see if they produce. And produce they did. Eric Gordon tonight, 39 minutes, 10 of 15 from the field, 7 of 11 from beyond the arc in a revenge game. Going back to Houston, he had three blocks. He had one assist. (laughs) But he he had 27 points. For, for Eric Gordon tonight. Now, you got to remember, you know, playing in Houston uh, for many, many seasons, he won a sixth man of the year there. Seven total seasons he played as a member of the Houston Rockets. And last last game, it's Grayson Allen, who's lightened up. This is Eric Gordon, who's lightened up. That's your best start in five, man. And that's why this right here, this right here, This is why Bradley Beal comes off the bench when he comes back as you try to get him back into shape because this starting five will fucking works. And when Bradley Beal comes back, you ease him back in because the same things happen. There's two times this season we've started to try to churn up the the Bradley Beal train, right? Like that that toy that you you, you have the crank on the back and you slowly kind of wind it up and go. Like we've tried twice to wind up Bradley Beal. The best way to do that when he comes back have him come in, the, fill the Eric Gordon role for a few games. Get your legs back underneath you. Hopefully you don't sprain one of them. And use this starting five because it fucking works. I love it. I love it. I remember the first time you talked about that. I was like, John, are you crazy, man? Beal can't do that, right? Well, I mean, he hasn't been healthy. So him coming off the bench would be great. He doesn't have to be introduced again. Bradley Beal is back again. And the fans aren't going to care that much. They'll be more excited about Kevin Durant. I think that um, what the reason that Gordon was so great tonight really is that lineup that he has next to him. They know what the hell they're doing out there, right? They just know what they do. It's not chaos. Like I always keep saying this. It's just, I think Eric Gordon can't stand the chaos. The only guy out there right now trying to figure things out and trying to get his mojo back. Like someone actually said earlier in the chat is Devin Booker. Um, the other guys out there like Grayson Allen knows what the fuck to do, right? Eric Gordon does. Kevin Durant, Nurkic knows exactly what to do out there. So it's easier for Gordon, right? 27 points tonight, it was coming. And that's what's so nice is because you had, like you said, those big games from, um, you you just had the Grayson Allen game, which was huge. But those two will have like every other game. They're going to have like the 20-point games. Like Grayson Allen still had 16 points tonight. Those two are going to be awesome together in the rotation, but also just as as a closeout unit too. I think when Beal does come back, it would be nice to come off the bench just because you need that firepower, right? Because, you know, Eric yeah. Gordon doesn't want to come off the bench. He wanted to come here to win, 
but I think he also wanted to start too. No, so I, 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 right? I don't know if I agree. I don't, with, don't know. No, I don't know if I agree with that. I think that he wants to win. That's why he's here. He wanted to be a part of something fun and special. And I think that he's getting that opportunity and he's okay with starting. He's done it the majority of his career. Now he's going to want to. <laughs> no, I don't think it's a want. I think he's it's, just, he's just better. He, I think he's starting. been able to. And yeah, he's, he's, his, the best ability is availability. And he's had that this, the majority of the season. And I think that it's just be a good, smart offensive strategy to, to wean Beal back in by putting him against second team defenders and let him kind of be the alpha with that second team. Like he was, was the alpha in Washington and ease him into it and allow Gordon to continue to kind of play his game. Cause it's been productive as a starter. We've said that all season coming off the bench. He hasn't been that good, but it's been very productive as a starter. And, and you wean him out of that, or maybe Grayson Allen starts to take some bench games because Grayson Allen is every game he's played in. He started. He has not come off the bench at all. So maybe you, you, you give him some run and you run Eric Gordon, you know, as the the, the three or the, the two or the three. I don't know. But I think that that's kind of the strategy. Am I? Yeah, Allen's going to stay as a starter for forever. For, forever and always? Always. Wow. I, I actually kind of like that. This was a good Nasir Little game. He played eight, or I'm sorry, 16 minutes, uh, 0-3 from beyond the arc, but he had seven points and he had six rebounds, was active, had a quality dunk. It was just, I, I felt like we haven't seen a lot of, from Nasir Little ever since he became a daddy, right? Yeah, no, it's quite the adjustment. Um, but the, what else? Oh, sorry, dude, I was almost going to sneeze there. Woo, that was a close one. Um, good thing I held it in. Now I'm going to be sick. Isn't that a bad thing to hold in your sneeze? I, I think no it idea. actually is. I think it's if you hold in your farts. Okay, well, I don't do that on a podcast either. So, um, you were too. I do look like time. I'm high. I'm not high at all. I do look like I'm fucking stoned, though. Well, I think I'm just look, tired. Too much looking at the screen today. I, you, you kind of because you're rocking the beanie. For those of you listening, you don't, you know, just check out the pod. Uh, but you're rocking the beanie, and I feel like at at uh, some point you're gonna be like, "My name is Jimmy. His name is Greg Buell. <laughs> Me, you, and him. We went to the same school. <laughs> Everyone it ain't cool. Rap, I'm in dude. a rage. He's tapping my mom. We almost the same age. On the microphone, I rock bombs. You know, B Rabbit, dude. Eight Mile. Oh, is that who that is? Man, that's sad. Is. Yeah, this guy's named Clarence. Clarence was at home with no parents, and Clarence's parents have a real good marriage. <laughs> is that it? Mom's, mom's spaghetti, dude. <laughs> your arms are heavy. Uh, who are we talking about? Nazir Little? Um, so I'll, I'll be honest. Yeah, good a game. Think top or a new bra? <laughs> is that more of it or what? Look, Snoop Dogg just got a fucking boob job. I will quote 8 Mile all night. When 8 Mile came out, okay? I went to the theater with like a little tape recorder, like one of those things you talked into with a little micro tape. And I recorded the songs so I could like learn. I love I'm a huge Eminem fan. For those who don't know, born on, he was born on October 17th, 1972. I was born on October 17th, 1982. Marshall Mathers, the third John Voight of the third huge Eminem fan. And he hit right at the right time. I'm in high school. It's all this bah, 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 bullshit. And all of a sudden, boom, there's Eminem. And so, yeah, when he came out in the theater, I think I was a freshman in college or a senior in high school. And I went and I recorded the song because there was it. his rhymes from the movie weren't on the CD where they weren't on the eight miles soundtrack. There was no streaming that shit. So I literally just recorded it. And then I went home and I'm like, on the microphone, I rock bombs. 
Thanks for this car. Thanks a lot, mom. Here's a happy birthday, rabbit. Here's a well, brand new car. You can have it. 1928 Delta. Or no. Like, it's not like is that a karaoke song you can do? Or probably no, because these are probably just the movies. But you can just do a karaoke freestyle, right? Oh, I can. Just I'll grab the mic and then I'll be like, here, tell these people something they don't know about me. I don't know what the fuck we just Should did. we just so, end the pod right there? N- n- <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Nasir Little. <laughs> Nasir Little. Nasty Nas wants to square dance with me. I don't know. I'll be honest. I didn't see anything from him tonight because I didn't see any plays by him. So, oh. My bad. My okay. bad on that one, guys. I didn't see much. I was just watching from 45 feet away so i just i i just i saw more athleticism i saw more engagement and that's kind of what we saw across the entire board tonight i think that that's what we've been yearning for is like you said movement non-isolation movement broken plays movement this team was engaged on whoa 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 so so says jay yeah why is in sync catching strays here? Well, so says Jay, you know, you're, you're my age. You get it, man. Like when we were in high school, it was all poppy stuff. And all of a sudden, like Eminem came in. It was like poppy stuff. Corn was cool. Uh, Metallica was at the back end of their shit. Anyways, that's another pod for another. I need to go on the Fanning the Flames podcast where they are high all the time. And we can have this conversation. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll be like, and Nasir Little in the pick and roll was nice. All right. Back to nasty Nas wants to squirt dance with me. But yeah, uh, movement. We saw plenty of movement from the Suns on offense and defense. Now, granted, Houston isn't the greatest team. A good team this season, a surprising team this season. And like I mentioned earlier, a damn good team at home. And Phoenix went in there and they handled their business the way they were supposed to. But a lot of those things that we've been talking about and complaining about as fans, coaching adjustments, having the ability to run uh offensive sets we saw offensive sets that weren't isolation based in this game it was about time that we did right oh yeah i totally agree but i even said earlier like the ball was moving so much and it was consistent i think it's by far what sucks is like we didn't get to watch this game the whole time but i just think this was like the best game they've ever played i could feel the energy from the tvs over there i'm like there's something good going on over there right now this is the Suns as I'm watching and there's like a pole in the way. I'm like, these, this is the Sun scene we've been waiting for. But you can feel it, man. You can just feel it. And you can see them zipping around the pole Zip. and stuff, back and forth, passing the ball around. around well, they have 19 turnovers, but there were good turnovers, right, Jamsters? I heard it was 19 turnovers on the way home. Like, what? It was 19 turnovers. But they were turnovers. good turnovers, right? You know, stop that. that. Stop. Yeah, they were. I'm sure they were. I'm sure they were great turnovers. Stop that with the turn. That is the one challenge with this game. There was plenty of turnovers, but conversely they only gave up 27 points off turnovers <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> oh yeah now i'm starting to look at the stats because i haven't looked at the stats we shot 57.3 percent from the field that's fucking sick uh 42.4 from beyond the arc that's what's been killing us lately uh rebounds we out rebounded them by 11 44 to 33 offensive rebounds they had us by one um, steals, blah blah blah, blocks. Fuck, we had eleven. We had eleven blocks tonight, Matthew. Eleven to three. Okay, eleven Eric to Gordon three. leading the way, huh? And they and here's the other thing: is we beat this team by sixteen points, right? They had fourteen more shot attempts than we did, and we had seven more field goal makes. So is that I mean, good? that is good. That's that is good, good huh? from a percentage standpoint. That means you were doing what you what you should have been doing. So. 
Um, we didn't have a subreddit stakeout tonight because we were both at Hula's enjoying a delicious dinner with our family. So we do not have that. So let's just jam start. Jam star of the game. Right. If you're watching along live, Vince Vega, make sure you, uh, you hit that thumbs up button. Mia Wallace. Uh, KD, right? You give it to KD? Egg, yeah, dude. I never gave up on KD. Um, I never wanted him off this team. I never thought him and Booker were ever fighting, but way to step up, dude. And you know what? Honestly, um, I was worried about him responding about the comments and stuff from Woj. I'm like, oh, this is going to go the the wrong way. And I, I, I looked at the, the box score maybe five minutes into the game. I saw he had like one attempt and like three assists. I'm like, what is he doing the Kobe thing now? Like, where you're trying to pass the ball up? And now I'm not negative about him. So I'm very happy he's back. I love him. It's good to have him back. A lot. Love him. So him, go ahead and just say it. Like, he is elite. He is elite. Maybe Maya B is KD. That would be so awesome. Be I mean, awesome. Maya B, I'm sure. We, we um, love you, Maya B. I'm Wanda you, Durant's Maya. son. T. Durant, brother. Okay. All right. Uh, I will say this, and I get where you're coming from. Given Kevin Durant's history, where he, like, why is he in Phoenix? Because he wants to play with Booker. Exactly, because he asked his way out of Brooklyn after signing a max contract. Like, so there's a history there. It's not as bad as James Harden, but there's a history there. So when you start to hear the rumors or you hear that he's frustrated, you immediately go there. Right, you immediately go. You immediately go. Oh shit, he wants out of here. This sucks. We traded our entire fucking future for him. I get it. That's where a lot of people are. <laughs> are right. Uh, but again, don't believe it. Just enjoy the basketball. He's a great basketball player. He showed it again tonight. 27, 16, and ten. Absolutely fantastic performance for Kevin Durant. You're giggling like a little school. Boy. Yeah, John. Tran. I know this is so funny. He says, has to be EG23 for me. Other guys stepped up too. Yudoka and Shaven Lee. I don't know why the Shaven Lee really got to me. You haven't seen, everyone's been calling him Shaven Lee because, oh, Oh, who's here? I don't know. Everyone's calling him Shaven Lee the entire podcast because he he cut his hair. Oh, okay. (laughs) My bad, Um, dude. But I'm I'm going to go with what RJ Monroe said. Jamstar goes to no headband. I agree with that. I love that. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly. Uh, Taking a look at what some of the jamsters say relative to their their jam stars. You got David Ray. Gordon was great, but Katie's triple double gives him the edge over Gordon for jam star of the game. AJW KD KD for lazy Sasquatch. KD and EG jam star of the game from Ronald Artiergonoy. Artiergonoy. New Hope Manny, KD, coming all the way from Pennsylvania. Uh, Jamstar, New Hope Manny also says uh, the Jamstar is the headband. Um, Like you said, EG23. um, That's KD Lissy, the Jamstar. I put that instead of his name. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Whose damn dog is barking? My fucking dog's barking. My goddamn German Shepherd's barking. Guess what? I live in a house. It's protecting me from the strays that people are throwing out there on Twitter. 
Durant from Aussie Suns Fan Podcast. And safe travels to the Aussie <laughs> Suns fan. Gavin is in the process of making his way to the United States of America. He's going to be hanging out in Los Angeles and taking his team to, or his team, his team is his family, <laughs> to Disneyland. He's going to go to SeaWorld. He's going to be out here in Phoenix for a few days. So we will be sure to catch up with him. and might have him on a live post-game podcast at a local. Yeah, you should. Drinking he has the best smile, doesn't he? I just, I, I, I just want to kiss it. You, you two have like the best smiles. Best, You're the best picture takers. You and... Um, yeah, me and him, uh, <laughs> Friday's a little Batman mask giveaway night presented by JV. Where is she? <laughs> uh, he has enough kids to count his family as a team, smaller than Boyd, but still a team. This is facts. Um, but yeah, so next game for the Suns, who are they playing? Matthew, go ahead. Oh, the horny Hornets, the horny Hornets, bring them out, bring them out. Uh, I will actually be at that game. I will be hanging out. My family's coming to or is in town. Uh, my sister and her kids. Oh, so I'm taking them to the Suns game. Merry Christmas. What a, what a couple oh, of weeks. Good God. <laughs> but I'll be at the game. You'll be covering the game. So I assume that you will have somebody so on, talk the, to you. on the podcast. No, you no. When Matthew's at the game, he doesn't talk to you. He just walks around with his media pass, just showing it in people's faces. <laughs> um, but I'll be eating some Wetzel's pretzels and enjoying the game. You know, a fun thing for me, years and years and years ago, when my nephews were little, every time they come out here for Christmas, I take them to Suns games. Back when, you know, 60 bucks got you pretty much a front row seat. Uh, and they, you know, my my uh, godson is a hardcore Suns fan now because of it. And he's like a senior in high school. And it's great to have. That's uh, awesome do that because he grew up in fucking fresno which is like the heart of warriors country so even while steph curry's going i was like no man devin booker and john Tran- yeah, man. the clit is coming charlotte the clit uh sorry metal mike he's like the subreddit stakeout is why i exist yeah we didn't we didn't get a time oh out. really that's just a point i'm sorry well hopefully we can make up up for it a little bit with a little segment that we like to call reggie says reggie says just kidding, it's childhood trauma. Childhood trauma. Childhood trauma. What do you want to talk about, Matthew? Someone brought up the Christmas present thing, but I think we did do that, didn't we? I feel like we've we done actually, that before. We did that like a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I feel like we've done that before. Um, what should what's we your, do? What's your what's traumatic events should we talk um, about this time? My dad racing pigeons in some capacity. I think if I got any good pigeon stories. I don't know. We asked the Jamsters. You guys didn't respond. So now we're stuck. Yeah. Um, it's great audio. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, dude. I'm trying to think. Um, have you ever been given a fake jersey? Fake jersey? I used to buy them all the time. I'm stationed in Korea. For a year, and I I came back with so many fake jerseys and pairs of Air Force Ones to match everything that I wore. And I think I just gave all those shoes to my dad one time. I was like, I don't want these anymore. What am I wearing Air Force Ones mm-hmm. for? Yeah, I've never gotten a fake jersey. Tell I did us- have a FUBU jersey before. <laughs> is that a lie? Tell us more lies, Missy. <laughs> That's what <laughs> <laughs> Matthew's over there choking. Uh, he's choking on a splinter. So, yo, 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 open the door. I'm a loser, baby. So, why don't you kill me? Double barrel bucks. Oh, this is a good one. 
Okay. Thank you. So says Jay. You ever lose a fight as a kid? Matthew's like, I was homeschooled. I just beat up my child. <laughs> <laughs> all the time uh, and won. I was in one fight. I think we talked about this maybe, but we can just do this one if we want. Do you have a story? You want to I have first? a couple. I have a couple fights I can talk about. Okay. Um, one that happened when I was in second grade. I had a crush on a girl, and somehow I like. It's so embarrassing. Oh, this is traumatic. Just thinking about this. Uh, you know, like when you have those stories and you think about them, you're just like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Ah. Just before you go to bed. Yeah, seriously. Ugh. Then you're up for like 20 more minutes. So. Yeah we had this thing during Valentine's day where we made like a card out of paper and you'd staple a bag, like a lunch bag, but white underneath it. And people would go through and they put Valentine's in those. Right. So on the front, it wouldn't, geez, what the hell was that? Matthew <laughs> losing it over here. dude. Um, so on the front, it would have your name and then you'd open up and it would say stuff, but no one read what was on the inside of the card. Right. Because like they just, didn't i don't know so inside like i wrote that i loved julie bergwald big hearts and everything and what happened is mine ended up being because my last name is voida i was at the very end and it would sit there and it was wide open the whole class could see it and obviously she found out about it and she had two older brothers all right we were in like first or second grade and like one was in third and one was in fifth and i remember like somebody had said something to me and there's like oh uh Julie knows that you like her. I was like, oh my gosh. And I remember I, was, I my dad let me out of the, the car to go to school one day. I walk onto like the playground and her brothers come and they grab me by my, by the collar of my shirt and push me up against a tree. You know, he's like, you like my sister, you leave my sister alone. Like, I don't know what this fifth and third grader were doing, like protecting their sister. Like I was out there like, you know, going to try to make out with her in the Oleanders or something. <laughs> but it, it, and, I, and, and so the, the fifth grader had me up, and then the four, the third grader's bah, right in the stomach. Just, ooh, you know, and then I just, like, kind of slumped over, and I cried and things like that. So, yeah, that's that's a fight that I lost. Yeah, I guess I guess it's a fight, right? Just one punch? That's a fight? I, I didn't fight back. I couldn't. I was yeah. incapacitated, and they were bigger than me. And I hated uh, her every day after. <laughs> yeah, that's miserable, man. I'm sorry, dude. Mm-hmm. I got jumped. Um... <laughs> This is traumatic. <laughs> okay. Um, so thanks, Justin, for you know when Justin when he day. when he said he was leaving, I'm like, dude, that's depressing. I don't like I it when know. people. I don't like it when the people the people in the pod say, "Hey, all right, I leave." It just makes me depressed. Um, it's kind of like watching a movie and then like, "Hey, I'm gonna go take a nap," or Shannon goes to sleep. I'm like, oh, it's so depressing. <laughs> um, but yeah, I had one or I had a couple, but they were like in junior high though. They weren't. When that's I was young. That's childhood. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess it is. Um, yeah. Uh, uh. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> I just, I just got punched. And I didn't retaliate though. I was, um, I don't know. There was like some kid, and he was saying some stuff. I just did it for attention. I was acting out at the time. You know, I wanted attention, so I just picked on him. I started pushing him. He was pushing me, and then he hit me in the face. And then the teacher came, and then that was it. And then we both got detention. And there's another time too where I don't know why I did this because I used to be called like sissy lissy sometimes, but like one time like someone called me sissy lissy and then I and then I like took his head and like pushed it into a locker and I got detention for that. Like I hit his head off the locker. Yeah. And that was Holy. so Holy. yeah, I guess so. 
Jeez. I guess I am a bully. What the hell? Jeez. No, I wasn't. The other guy was a bully for sure. Well, AJW says schools in Compton's are in schools in Compton are rough. No, this was the San Fernando Valley. This was uh, St. John Baptist De La Salle. <laughs> Uh, so says Jay. If it makes you feel better, those per- dudes probably ended up in prisons. The ones who jumped me, no, but I know that they got real. That whole family got like really, really fat. So oh. <laughs> I was on social media like ten years ago. I was like, oh dang. Uh, the other fight story I have is seventh grade, Mister Breton's uh, science class, Ingleside Middle School, and my buddy and I were doing a project, right? Like they paired us into to pro- to people. <laughs> what? So says Jay says, Sissy Lissy just made me laugh out loud. And my entire family just looked at me because we're watching a movie, but I'm sneaky listening to you guys. I can just see it that happening. Mr. Breton's class, uh, me and my buddy, and this is like still one of my best friends to this day. We're like making fun of another kid who was, an, who was also one of my really, really good friends. And I was making fun of him. And well, my buddy was making more fun of him than I was. But he, he gets up, he walks up. And he backhands me, pop, and he goes after class. We're fighting, and then he went back and he sat down. And so I'm sitting next to my buddy. He's like, "All right, dude. Like, listen, he's gonna push you, and then you." Or, or he's like, "If you push him, he'll push you, and then he'll swing." Like so he was like walking me through like how to fight this kid, right? And so after class, like I walk out there and I got my 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 red Jan Sport backpack on, still you know <laughs> double strapping it, and he comes out and uh, he pushes me. And so I push him back, and right when I push him, he starts to swing. And, like, I just dodge it and just bah! And I pop him right in the nose. And he just kind of puts his head down, and then I pop him again. He goes down, and then, like, I hop on top of him, and I'm just kind of wailing. And then, like, the teachers broke it up, right? And we both got oh, out of school good. suspension. Yeah, yeah. We both got out of school suspension. Uh, it, you know, wasn't my proudest moment. I came home. My dad's like, you should have hit him harder. Uh you know, cause he slapped you across the face. I'm like, well, we were kind of being assholes to him. Um, <laughs> and, but what sucked was I was terrified to go back to school because this kid was a lot more popular than I was. This is seventh grade Ingleside. I had just started going to school there, you know, like a few months prior. So I was kind of a new kid. A lot of people liked this kid. And he was also like kind of a short kid. His nickname was pigeon nuts because everyone, he was, he was just a little guy. And so everyone's like, why are you picking on him? Why are you picking on him? Um, and I just remember going back to school and what I used to do every morning before school is get there early and just shoot hoops with my buddies. And he was one of my buddies. So I used to shoot hoops like he was my friend. And we just went out there. And it was like I was on one corner uh, in the corner three and my and he was on the other corner three. And my other buddy was just like facilitating and we're just like hitting threes and like missing threes and just like and we just like kind of just squashed it right there just playing basketball again, again Aww, together so that's such a cute story dude uh we grew up he joined the marines in 2000 and right out of high school 2001 uh, he was in fallujah in 2003 one of my best dear friends uh committed suicide a few years ago oh geez. you know mike hutchison man god bless that kid one of the that's funniest, him, huh? funniest people i've ever known uh, spoke, yeah and I told the story at his funeral. And his mom was like, that was you? I was like, yeah, I'm the reason he got suspended. We both got suspended. We're Jeez. both in the principal's office, like, crying when they're suspending. It's like, I'm sorry, man. Um, but there you go. There's John. Wow, McCormick. what a story, dude. <laughs> so says Jay. Pigeon nuts, you're just going to breeze by that nickname? No, <laughs> nobody bros by that nickname at Ingleside Middle School in the late 90s. That's a good one. It's a great one. <laughs> so RIP Hutch, man. That, he, was, he was a real one, man. He went through a lot of shit over there uh, fighting for our country. And uh, really, um, it, it took its toll on him. Um, and he would 
fucking love the fact that we have a podcast and we talk about the stuff. He'd be he'd be in the chat. He'd like it. trolling yeah. you motherfuckers right now. He was a funny dude. And he was he let, he taught me YouTube <laughs> back. He was on YouTube before everybody. So uh, there you go. Childhood trauma, ladies and gentlemen. There's a sensitive side to the Sun's Jam Session podcast. So do us a favor. Subscribe, rate, review. Join us after the game on Friday in which the Suns play those horny hornets. Matthew will have a guest. I might pop in because, again, I will be with my nephews and my brother-in-law watching the game. So uh, maybe I'll try to get up there to the second row and we'll just sit behind you. And be- oh, I should make a sign. Oh, my gosh. Like we talk about like the Today Show. Yeah. You know how like up on the second level – of the suns, they have that area where you can like make signs. No, there's a place. Like, Is there really? Yeah, where you, it's That's like fantastic. you know, like I love Devin Booker, and they like give you the markers and the signs. Oh. I'm a, we're gonna make that. We're gonna get behind you at the podcast. Yeah, and we'll be like Matthew Lissy, show us your. You're gonna come up to the sweet area. Yeah, fuck it. They don't. Oh. They, nobody even patrols that area anymore. I was gonna say like anybody can walk in there. Yeah, like they used to always have a lady there. And yeah, she'd, like check your pass. And this, I don't. That lady's not there anymore. Yeah, you, you can. Come yeah, join come us. It's right. It's, it's right. Like it's right out. underneath like two thirty. I think it's the section. Yeah, so come on hang uh, out with us. There you go. Come hang out with us. If you're at the game on Friday, hit us up uh, on Twitter at Suns Jam. Shoot us a message. Let us know. I'll be there with family. Let's get together. Let's have a beer. Let's party. Let's Friday party, night, bro. dude. Mm, beat up the beat. Mm, boom, mm, boom, mm, boom. Mm, Side mm. note: I've been watching a lot of Florabama Shore. Everybody, oh, no, I'm on it tonight. Oh my god! I'm what on the it. What's happening to me? Tell them what to do, Matthew. Go home, your family. Go home and watch Florida Bama show. MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.